Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Hello, Internet, and welcome to Gaming Gumbo, our weekly gaming wrap-up show here on Ready Check Radio. It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for the show. We've got chat ready with us. Yes, ten. Uh, it's almost 10 feet of rain. Almost 10 feet of rain when you talk about three meters. Yes. See what you miss when you're not in chat. If you're watching on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com, much appreciated. Thank you so much. While you're there... Consider giving us a like and a subscription and uh, go ahead and put a comment in there. Feed the algorithms. And if you need other places to help follow and support, the website in the upper right-hand corner has all the socials, including all of the audio formats that you could take us on the go, whether that's Audible, Amazon Music, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you want. Yes, three meters is an awful lot of rain, isn't it, Mr. Winter? It is. It would be, uh, you know... I haven't quite seen that much snow in my life. Maybe about a meter and a half is the most snow I've seen on the ground at one time. Wow, I don't. I, we've had some bad blizzards here over the years growing up, and I think I've I've seen maybe like two feet. I don't think I'm at a full meter yet. Halloween, nineteen ninety one. We had forty inches of snow. I remember that. Where were? Oh, that's that's when you were up in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah obviously yeah, yeah. not out here. No. Yeah, I mean they get bad where we're at. You know, we're just Jason and I are just a few hours apart now on the east coast of the United States here. They get bad, but I, 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 yes, we've had like maybe maybe three feet, maybe, at one point. So not quite that meter mark. What about you, Yad? How much snow you get? Eh, down here, <laughs> maybe an inch, but I'm like freezing my ball skins off down here right now at 30 degrees in Georgia. Why <laughs> yeah. is it 30 degrees yeah. in Georgia? Yeah. The only snow you see in Atlanta is in the nightclubs. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's rain. Ah, get it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, what Mother Nature playing the powder, Powerball up here. You know, yesterday was 60. The day before was 41. The day before was 23. And then this morning, five inches of snow. You've seen eight feet of snow. Well, yeah, Ninja, you're, yeah, I guess in the winter, all that rain in England, those meters and meters of rain <laughs> become uh, just a meters and meters and snow. Oh, you were in Canada. Well, Canada used to be part well, yeah. of England. So like there you Canada's go, all snow. Like, I, I don't think there's land under there. Canada's like England I, Junior. Yeah, I, I did used to live in Michigan, so I did see some of that heavy snow when I was going to college. Yeah, they just build on the snow. They just yeah. stay. Yeah, it's, it's solid. There's, there's it's no fine. ground. It's, yeah. it's all snow all it's, the way down. It's solid. There's ocean, ice, snow, Canada, like right on yep. the top. <laughs> they, just, they just put some buildings right on the top. I'm sure that's how it works, right? I'm sure that's how it works. All right, gents, we got a lot to cover today, uh, including the state of play, which was perhaps the biggest gaming news of this week, Sony's state of play. Going into it, we obviously talked a little bit about this on the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy Square Enix 14, or Final Fantasy 14, Square Enix 14, <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 Square Enix podcast on Thursday night. We covered some of this. We were under rumors 
that Final Fantasy 16 would make some type of showing there since this showing. Oh, my showing. God, every single show. Well, it's going to be 16. No, it's no not. see, this one had a little better chance than anything because Yoshi P had already hinted that around this time into spring we would see a little something because they wanted to show something a few months ago but couldn't get to it uh, during, what was it, Tokyo Game Show, I think. And um, so we thought, okay, maybe. And Sony's focus on this was like their worldwide partners. You know, that was who they were showing off. So it was like, okay, Final Fantasy fourteen here makes a little sense. Or sixteen here makes a little sense. But apparently, no, we're going to have to wait until either, I guess at this point, it's going to be either Square Enix's uh, Summer Showcase or E3. Like I, I, you know, those yeah. those are the two that make nobody the most cares sense. about E3 anymore. It's going to be the summer showcase, <laughs> right? Well, it's not E3 itself. Everyone's going to have their own show in mid June, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, before we get started with the Sony State of Play, though, we talked, uh, Jason. Uh, you weren't there. You were spectating. We talked about the always on the Always Online podcast on MMO Bomb yesterday. Go watch it. It's up. You can get that on iTunes and Spotify as well. We spent a lot of time like reminiscing about our favorite MMORPGs. So I did want to bring just a quick question here, Jason. What's your favorite game of all time? Like, and I'm not saying, hey, you got to play one game for the rest of your. No, no, no. Just like thinking back, everything you've played, every system, every PC game, every console. Like, what is the one that has like the most nostalgia? You love the game. You've maybe got some personal memories with it with loved ones or anything like that what is your favorite game of all time and you're saying game not mmorpg yeah not mmo that we did that on always online yeah that just sure i mean i guess it could be an mmo but no i know i know my answer is okay go ahead my answer is uh, the elder scrolls 3 morrowind Oh, why did you? Was it Xbox that you played it on? No, no, on the PC. PC? Well, specifically on the PC because so the way it worked is in like around mid two thousand two, when I was watching watching Toonami on Cartoon Network. Remember that? (laughs) Wow, Toonami. They had an ad for that. Like it was, it was like a little review they had with a little. I remember the little astronaut guy used to be voiced by Steve Blum, and he would like talk about games and everything. Yeah, they did that. They covered that in there. They talked about how would you go anywhere, be any, be anyone, do anything. And I thought, wow, that sounds really cool. And then that was like mid '02. I had a crappy computer at the time. I didn't have an Xbox. When I finally got my own computer in February of '03. Like, I knew I wanted that. So I bought that along with, like, I bought the computer from Best Buy, and I bought Morrowind with it, and the strategy guide or whatever, the book that came with <laughs> Man, it. Man, you were prepped. <laughs> I was ready to go in. And I just remember playing that. Like, the first night I got my computer home, I played it for, like, a couple, for like, an hour or two. Just I, I, like, just got to the Balmora, which is, like, the second city you get to after you just do the little tutorial stuff. You get there, and I just sat, and I went in the Mage's Guild, I just read all the books. Like, I read all the lore. Like, that, that was enough for me. And the next day... I get a little job. I get a little quest to go out and pick flowers. It's my first time going out in this big, huge world. I'm just picking flowers. There's some guys around. I'm like, are they, are they dangerous? Are they going to kill me or whatever? So it was just such a, it was just a thrilling experience for me. And then I was so I was working like a regular day job at that time. That was over the weekend. But like every day for like the next three or four months, I come home from work at like six o'clock, have dinner, play Morrowind until about ten o'clock, and then yeah, you know, that was it. <laughs> that was my day for like my evening for like four months straight. So. That was a great that game. Is my I remember playing game. it on Xbox, yeah, on the original one, Xbox. One thing I've heard people talk about Elden Ring, I've heard a couple people compare it to Morrowind in terms of like how it guides you along on quests, or more appropriately, it doesn't really guide you along. And hearing that makes me really want to uh, check it out someday. Yeah, but you're not a Souls guy. 
I know, I know, but I'm hearing it's a little <laughs> better in the sense that you it can, is. you know, you can go and level up more. Is. So yeah, it you definitely can go back is. And get stuff. It's a little more forgiving than your typical Souls game. Uh, so I'll give not it quite that. as deadly. It, oh, it's absolutely deadly. It's you deadly. Will yeah, <laughs> you can do more. It's to, absolutely to deadly. System, I guess. I yeah, yeah. Yod, what about you? Favorite game of all time? Favorite game of all time is different from the game that I have the most emotional attachment to. Oh. Okay. My favorite game of all time has to be Final Fantasy X. Because okay. I actually bought a PlayStation 2 with my own money that I made from a job to buy that system to play that game. That is exactly what I did, too. That is exactly right. why I bought a PS2 to play Final right. Fantasy X. <laughs> right. And we spent hours sitting there playing that game. Don't you asses ever come on this show again and say console exclusivity doesn't work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bought, I bought a PlayStation 1 because of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> but the game that I have the most emotional attachment to has to be Double Dragon 2. Yeah, you've referenced I, that quite a few times yeah, on this show. because I remember playing that with my brother. Oh. Oh, and oh. It's, it was one of you know it's one of the two player games that you yeah. get. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you schooled us. You were like, no, no, no. The first mm -hmm. one you had to take turns, and we're like, are you sure? Yep. Both Jason and I had a Mandela effect going on there. We're like, I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's right. I don't think that's right. <laughs> so I have uh, three titles. One, if I got to pick, just like the favorite game of all time, is just probably Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um huge NES and SNES Castlevania nerd, and then Symphony of the Night, just same kind of thing with, with you, Jason, and Morrowind. It was just like, like this is different than anything I have ever seen yeah. before. I bought mine at a Comp USA. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Comp USA. My mom, Best Buy is still around. My mom was, right? My mom was buying our first family computer that was relevant, you know, that was decent at the time. Yep. I mean, we had Commodore 64 and stuff like that before, but we went years without a current computer. And so she was buying that, and I saw this. Oh, there's a new Castlevania game out, right? I still have that copy of it. Um, it was like 40 bucks. It was like, actually, I think it was less. I think they were trying to get rid of them because it did not sell well when it first came out at all here in the United States. Emotional attachment, same same kind of thing as you, Yod. It's with my dad, except it's the original Legend of Zelda uh, I remember we beat that game hundreds and hundreds of times uh, together. No, mu We'd turn the volume down on the TV and he'd have different CDs on like Sting or Ravi Shankar or like I was exposed to so much music from my parents growing up from, you know, obviously like Ravi Shankar sitting there playing the sitar all the way through to, you know, Jesus Christ Superstar on the other end of the spectrum. They listened to everything. Uh, for no. me personally... It's got to be Resident Evil 1 because of the same exact reason both of you gave. <laughs> the PlayStation 1 was the first console I bought with my own money. Mm. Like, I saved up and I bought a PlayStation 1 and I went to Toy Kingdom. Uh, if you remember those. Yeah. <laughs> Toy Kingdom, oh, no. bought my PlayStation 1. I had a buddy at school... I was a freshman in high school. A buddy at school had the, was reading the Resident Evil strategy guide because he was oh. having a hard time with it or whatever, and he was flipping through it in, in religion class or whatever. And so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I had the NES and the Super Nintendo, and I'm looking at this. I'm like, what is this? That's not a game. That's a movie. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, and so that it was... It was amazing the, back then. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And that was the game I bought, and I went home, 
and I played it, and my dad was pissed. My dad oh. was pissed. Really? My dad was very. My dad was a religious guy. Okay, uh, and so when he saw all the blood and gore, he was like, no, <laughs> no, this should not be a thing in video games. I also learned a valuable lesson that day. Um, yep. that the, Never show your dad those kind of games. Right, again. yeah, that, that too. The Toy Kingdom employees suck because nobody sold me a memory card. And that is not no. even a, that's not so, even a thing I would have thought to ask for. It wasn't a thing ever. So speaking of that. that, that that is another strong memory I have of gaming is playing Silent Hill the original for the very first time. Because we also did not have a memory card. I was in college and we were living in this shitty rental house. Because the college I went to didn't have on campus lodging, so we had to rent off campus and it was this shitty, shitty rundown house in the Behind a strip club. <laughs> so, wh how what was the condition of the house? I don't know if you've told us. The, 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 the floors the did not reach the wall. The condition of the house. Oh, so it was a shitty house. Yes. It was a shitty. Oh yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. Like now, floor, now I'm there with was you. literally no. There was a literal gap in between where the wa walls and the floors were that you could see down into the basement. And I was playing Silent Hill at night in this house. That's with no awesome. memory card. That's kind of <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I used to be able to get up to the snake and beat the snake boss the first time and get beyond that without any problems because I had played it like that. So uh, anyway, finally, I get a memory card so we can progress on this, right? And my dad's still pissed. Like, he's not <laughs> happy that I bought this thing. About a week and a half later, Jason, I shit you not, I come home from school. He's playing it. No, he's not playing it. Oh, okay. I get home from school. My dad gets home from work a little later. My homework's done. What are you doing tonight? I said, Nothing? Not going out anywhere? No. You gonna play that uh, Resident Evil? Uh, I might, yeah. Why don't you uh, throw it in and start it? He became so enraptured <laughs> with the story <laughs> that it was telling nice. that him and my mom, like the, it was their evening TV programming. I didn't take this up to my room. It was on the living room TV. Like he nice. became just absolutely enamored with the storytelling <laughs> uh, throughout it. So yeah, those are the three titles I have the most uh, attachment to empty mannequin in chat throwing one in here. I don't have one favorite game, but if I had to pick a top games for me, it would be I assume that's Breath of Fire three B O F uh, and Tony Hawk Underground games. Lots of good memories with them. Yeah, let us know your favorite game and why in the comments if it's got emotional attachment or whatever. Uh, let's head on into state of play. We did see a lot of reveals here and some things that we, you know, kind of knew were coming. Uh, first up, <laughs> futuristic exosuits and <laughs> dinosaurs. So, no, it's not Dino Crisis, but Capcom is making a dinosaur combat PvPVE-ish because you do kill dinosaurs, but you are competitive with other players in certain regards. If you watch the trailer for this, Jason, it looks ridiculous. There's like just this so big stupid. black hole opens in the sky and thousands of dinosaurs just get crapped out all over the city. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and everybody's got to get in their Gundam suits and go. <laughs> the wife and I kept wondering, how did those dinosaurs survive the fall? <laughs> yeah, it's like 20 stories like, oh, up. Yeah, yeah. God, I, I, I need to put something back here. Hang on. Yeah, didn't put anything back. He's perfect. He is absolutely perfect. I don't know if I want to shake my head at how ridiculous this is or look at it and go, that is so ridiculous, I want to play it. <laughs> like, that, I want to play it. I want to play it, but I love it. 
I wish yep. it was Dino Crisis, of course. Just like mm. the rest of the internet, I wish it was new Dino Crisis. Somebody pointed yeah. out in chat yesterday when we were talking about this on MMO Bomb that, uh, come on, like the plot of Resident Evils makes any real sense when you think about <laughs> right. it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you might as well just have a open space portal above the Empire State Building that craps dinosaurs everywhere. Why not? Why not? Why, Why not? not? Sure. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is set in the year 2043. So we only have 21 years before this happens. Get ready. Sounds the, good. The only... I plan to be dead by then. <laughs> you plan to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 2039, that's my last day. That's I don't know. Me. Squad up and go. This is definitely one we'll have to check out together. Whenever we it, it we does do get look it, look like fun. Although it, it also gives me some anthem vibes with the yeah. Armor. We said that on the so, always online yesterday too. Yeah. yeah, that there is a feeling with the the way they did the exosuits is very similar to javelins in and in anthem. The, yeah, the way they move, like there there's yeah. the speedy one, there's the tanky one. You know, each one has its own job. The tanky one though, the way it projects its shield, also reminds me of Overwatch. Which we'll get back yeah, to. Yeah, I thought about that. That, that. That's not the only game that'll remind you of Overwatch we're going to talk about today. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's going to be a couple of those, maybe, mm -hmm. including maybe. Overwatch Just itself. Including Overwatch. Oh. We got a new Ghostwire Tokyo trailer. Again, that is March 25th. I tell you what, man. We talked it about it last. Good. It does. It does, and that's why it's going to suck. Like it's going to be awful. <laughs> You know, you know what I see here. I, I feel like this could be like a game that's over in like eight hours. Yeah, it just gives me that impression. You know, I I'm fine with that. Like I'm I'm never I've never been one like that is like oh if I only got eight hours out of it if I got twenty hours out of it if I want to get sixty hours out of it like that's I mean, if it's a good story. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't spend eight bucks on sixty bucks on an eight hour game. I just can't. Oh, uh, see, I don't I don't have that hang up. I don't I don't have that hang up. I I feel like. You know, if I get eight hours out of sixty bucks, that's cheaper than going to the movies. And I know you nope, hate nope, that comparison. Nope, nope, nope. You cheaper hate than that going comparison. To the is never valid. It's it absolutely never is. Valid. It we absolutely all hate is. it. One hundred percent. We all is. hate how much movies cost. The only time anyone brings it up is when they're comparing it to the price of a video game. Nope. I don't. I don't hate how much movies Rejected. cost. It doesn't bother me. Reject it. It doesn't bother me. I hate how much movie concessions cost. But movie movie tickets doesn't bother mm. me. Wait till AMC is done with their new pricing plan first before you say right, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're trying to bring that membership back too. <laughs> like, yeah. Didn't that fail spectacularly? Anyway, sixty dollars for eight hours. I'm fine with that. I as long as it's compelling eight hours. Right. If it's, if it's a compelling hour and seven hours of crap, then Jason, you and I are in the same boat. Uh, but if I get a compelling eight hour story, fine. I'm all right with that one. And typically, those types of games offer something additional on top of the story, whether it be different modes or boss rush mm -hmm. modes or stuff like that anyway. Um, I hope you're wrong, though, Jason, on this one. I hope you're wrong. Yeah. I hope it's you know a good 12 to 20 hour experience because it just looks good, man. It looks good. Mm -hmm. yeah, but I mean, if, if it tells a good story oh. and the, the game's well put together, there's not like any major glitches going on because we know there's going to be glitches anyways. Right. Because all games have glitches these days. But uh, hell, all games always had glitches. We just might not have known. We just couldn't fix them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as it's not like cyberpunk. <laughs> right. 
It uh, said uh, it's okay. three days early access. So clearly, if it's only eight hours, they probably it's probably not that. Long. It probably wouldn't want to be that short. Other people would be done with it before. Every, right. Before <laughs> the reviews would spoil the ending. <laughs> right. Before it even came out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, New Stranger of Paradise. Again, there's more Relic Grind stuff, but New Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin demo is up. You can play that. And just like the last few games that Square Enix has put demos up for, you can carry your progress over into the full game and get a little bit of a jump start there if you plan to buy it. Uh, every demo of that game, uh, say what you will about Square Enix lately, and believe me, I do. Uh, <laughs> Chocobo GP can burn in a fucking house fire. Yeah, um, the wife tried out the light That's so version. bad, I'm probably going to do a first look on it over at MMO Bomb this week. Because <laughs> it, oh. its main mode is 64 players. That's multiplayer enough for me to, to get it on Jesus. there. Um, but in, in this case, every single demo that they have done has just been better and better and better and actually seeing different improvements, unlike, you know, with the Babylon's Fall demos where you're like, okay, <laughs> you're telling me you improved oh. this, but I don't see it. Oh. This is a little bit different, so I hope that continues into launch. Forspoken from Square Enix, delayed. Jason, probably not surprised mm. by that one at all. But are you surprised yeah. by how long I'll pose to you the same question I did to the Relic Grind host supposed to be out in May, now coming out in October. Wasn't it November actually? I I just, October eleventh. Okay, no October eleventh. I knew it was the eleventh. Okay. Um, not really. I mean, this again, if we're talking cyberpunk, this is about online the kind of delays it had. Like it was first like two months and then six months or something like that. So an extra six months doesn't really surprise me. I guess. Yeah. Maybe by then I can actually get a PlayStation. There you go. <laughs> yeah, maybe, no, maybe. No, maybe. No, 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 of course. Maybe. No, no. Yawn, no. Nah. No. What, what uh, are those sell for these days? Let's just see. Where, where can I find one? Oh, what, from like a scalper? Uh, what scalpers are charging from for? From anywhere. What is the cheapest PS5 I can get? <laughs> uh, not at, not at GameStop because they force you into those bundles at like $800. Yeah. Uh, $879 from Walmart. Oh, well, there you go. And then you might oh, as well be better. That's the accessories and bundle yeah, and everything. I don't yeah, know. yeah, that's yeah. That's with the bundles. They uh, still like seven eight hundred for even like yeah well. Yeah. Next up we had uh, Overwatch right. Over over oh no, no this is no, Gundam. No. Yes, but, but this looks this looks like Overwatch, Jason. It does. Gu Gundam is seeing a one ninety nine PS five Horizon Forbidden West edition at, at GameStop. Trying to figure that <laughs> He's out. still looking anyway, PS five. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, over Gundam. Yeah, over Gundam. Yeah, over Gundam. <laughs> over, Gundam. Yes, over Gundam. What the hell is this? It's it's a it's a Gundam game that looks like Overwatch. I can't say. It what else six, can I say? It is six v six. Oh, yeah, that's right. So it's not Overwatch yeah. two. Yeah, it's not Overwatch two. Clear. No, no. But yeah, there's a guy with a big shield. Everyone has an ultimate. You press Q. It's got a little glowy button in the middle there. You got your, your shots in the one corner and the health in the other corner. Yep. Yeah. So free to play, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five. Coming out this year, Gundam Evolution, and yeah, it is Overwatch. So this could not be a game that I am less interested in, Yod. Not only am I not a huge yeah. Overwatch guy, I play it occasionally when the kids are like, come on, team up with us. Uh, but that is few and far between. I'm not into Gundam either. Like <laughs> This is so off of my radar. I know there are a lot of people that are going to be looking forward to this one. And yeah, it is going to be on PC too, but we're talking about Sony's state of play here. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't care. I don't See, care. 
I do enjoy some Gundam. I have I a do. feeling you would like this. There, there, there are certain certain Gundam series I do enjoy, but the gameplay and the animations that they showed just put me totally off on this game. Why? I didn't well, think it looked one, that yeah, bad. I, I just that, didn't I think I remember care. seeing that too and was like, yeah. For for one, I don't like the the P- Overwatch PvP stuff like like you. That's not a game type I enjoy. Well, they do say and this two, is objective based, more objective. Well, it has capture points. Yeah, it's whatever. capture <laughs> points. It's get on the payload. It's you know, it's the yeah, same. yeah, exactly. And can you it's really the same crap? Over and, and it is over it is free to play though. At least they're doing that. There, I mean, that, that that means their monetization probably will be a nightmare. We'll see. Right, but the but you aren't paying a box so fee stiff. like you are with Overwatch. Right. But the animations look so stiff on a lot of them. It's like you're putting this out on PS5. Was this developed for PS3? I mean, it does look like they they have like you know twelve polygons per character. Too. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's like this this is either a really rush hatchet job on decoding, or you've been developing for two platforms ago. <laughs> yeah, but you still want this game, don't you? No. Yes, you do. No, he doesn't. He doesn't even like PvP nope. stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't do him. PvP. He just wants to oh. see the Gundams. Nope. Nope. I can watch nah. them on TV. And Jason, you, this like, this can't be for you either because you're just going to go play Overwatch. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's like, this is a very, very, very niche audience. Uh, yeah. Luckily, yeah, Gundam's niche, niche audience is pretty big, so maybe it'll capitalize on being Gundam more than anything else. There, yeah. There's also that Gundam um, Dynasty Warriors like game where you're, you know, hacking through all uh, wave after wave of other robots, and that appeals to me more than this does. I'll tell you right now, though, the way they could piss all their fans off, and they'll probably do it, is locking certain Gundams behind oh, yeah. payment walls you know in their free-to-play game. Yeah, like very particular you know Gundams. Yep. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Cowabunga Collection. This kind of came out of nowhere, but I was grinning like an idiot <laughs> watching this. I'm not gonna lie here. Thirteen arcade and console classics in the Ninja Turtles series coming in one sweet bundle: The Cowabunga Collection. We got Tournament Fighters, The Manhattan Project, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. Like, yeah, there's a lot in there. This is a multi-company partnership because of who owns rights, right? You got like, oh, yeah. Nickelodeon, you got Digital Eclipse. Like, the rights are all over the place. But they have come together and are going to put this all together in a sweet bundle. Uh, I'm, I don't mind saying, Jason, this is a day one for me. I sunk so many hours with buddies in the arcade game uh, turtles 2 the arcade Mm. game uh tournament fighter as well and then some of the i mean yes yeah absolutely this is i love it i love it yeah you get more than eight hours out of this oh yeah (laughs) i'm pretty sure i mean you can just do that in one day with your 63 hours in a day so i mean right right uh yeah i mean the the thing is all the fighting games mean nothing to me all i want is the side scrolling beat-em-ups so it's like you could just cut those out entirely and I'd be okay. So I don't know. I can't wait. I can't wait. See, the, all the Ninja Turtle games also have a very, very strong emotional memory for me as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because the first Ninja Turtle game, we you got... about the NES one, the first one? Yeah, the fir- very first one. Because Yacht also grew up in a sewer. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. What was the condition <laughs> of that house you played Silent Hill in? <laughs> <laughs> that was college. That, that wasn't my formative years as a young child. <laughs> my roommate was a rat, and the other guys always ordered pizza. I don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of pizza eaten at that time. <laughs> this dude kept coming around with a metal mask. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but my, my brother and I did play the first two a lot. When and the first one, we had this problem where we were kept trying to jump over this little spot. Yeah, you walk in, like, over the it, first buddy. Sewer. Yeah, you're you supposed just to walk, walk over, over it. We, yeah, took us years to figure that out. You and the, the rest sec- of the world, brother. You and the rest yep. of the world. And, and the Ninja Turtles arcade game, Turtles in Time, is actually Turtles Two. Turtles Two, yeah. Home version. Yeah, and so that's that that's ported. that's the one that they're putting in here. They're the mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, the arcade game, right? Which is was ported into NES or was, I think it was. And we lost him. And oh, he's back. He's Maybe. back. He's back. What? Huh? What? What happened? Yeah, no, you roboted and froze for a little oh, bit. Oh shoot! Shoot! shoot. Now nah, you're good. You're good. Uh, and then <laughs> we right. got then we got this one. This. <laughs> Uh, this fun stuff. Giga, Giga Bash. What a dumb name. Uh, but <laughs> you want to be a big monster and go uh, smack around other big monsters in the city? Yeah, that's what you got. PS4, PS5 <sighs> as well later this year. Uh, I'm going to read you something from here. Uh, <laughs> colorful characters. We drew inspiration from classic characters such as Godzilla, Megazord, and Ultraman. No shit. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell. I, cu- I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't tell that that was... It was like, why... And I get this is a more indie studio, and that's fine. So money is certainly you know more of a factor for them than you know like an EA or anything like that. But if you're going to make this game, and it'll probably be okay you know, for what it is. At least they're yeah. showing gameplay... So that's heartening, right? But why not see if you can't partners, partner up and just get the Godzilla naming and, and IP at that point? And because I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that are Godzilla fans that would have jumped on this game that probably now may never see it because it's called Gigabash. And like it or not, Godzilla's name like still carries weight with a very, very sizable audience. Because Toei is a pain to work with. No, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and Toei's been, you know, they're a little turned off on video games because they've been burnt by the last few movie adaptation uh, oh, yeah. video games. But this is this is the Godzilla game people wanted every time a Godzilla game was announced. Just this give me true. the big monsters and let me fight and have buildings break around us. Forget the rest of it. Forget the Maybe rest of it. Maybe they'll be like Dead by Daylight eventually license stuff in. Maybe. Yeah, the Mystic saying or Rampage characters. I'd love some references to Lizzie and, and the giant ape and all that stuff. Right. Right. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R launches this fall. Um, yeah, I'm not a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure guy. I mean, Torchwick's probably looking yeah. forward to that one. I, I would only play that if I can play as the dog. <laughs> Uh, I, I I don't know if any of the new shows or any of the new kids that watch it have ever seen the dog, but there's a pug dog that fights <laughs> in that show. Trek to Yomi looked very artistic. Like 
extreme, like yeah. cinematic yeah. almost, kind of like a, in a vein of a uh, Ghost of Tsushima type. Uh, yeah, except Ghost of Tsushima was 3D and in color. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is... I don't know. You know it's very, minimalistic, I it guess. It is very, yeah. It's too, it, initial it, 2D it, gameplay approach was inspired by silent movies from the 20s and 30s where each scene is designed to look more like a magical moving theater stage rather than a scene. We think this makes Trek to Yomi stand out as something truly unique. I think part of us hopes that people want to go watch those old movies after playing. That is, that uh, is masterful marketing copy right there. We it, know our game was old-fashioned, but here's the advantage of it looking like that. Right. Uh, Torchwick is excited about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Apparently, he's sitting next to Domina and just heard us talk about it and is very excited. <laughs> He he loves battling fighter games and he loves JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So like there you go. He's your audience. He's your audience. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know how that one's gonna do. You know who else thought they had a really unique art style? Babylon's Fall. Um oh, Ouch. I think more people will like black and white than oil painting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but some of the, some of the movements in what they showed did not feel. It didn't correct. do many favors. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it did feel right for some reason. Like it wasn't. It wasn't that it wasn't smooth. It just felt awkward. I want to say. If you still haven't had a chance to play Returnal, uh, I really think you should. I absolutely loved Returnal. It uh, is very very challenging. There is some uh, DLC coming later this month this month and it is free for those of you that own the game it's going to add co-op which is interesting because the game is not built with that like idea in mind of you getting any help uh so what they're doing is the, you can jump into a match with one friend uh one stranger or you can link up with one particular friend and go through the entire game one uh, one cycle is what it's called in the game but they tether you together so that you can't like defeat the point of the game by going off in two different directions to find things faster and clear oh. things faster. So if you get too far apart, they tether you together to, to drag you back. Uh, and there is a revive mechanic here. So if you are downed, your teammate can revive you like we've seen in other games, but uh, it's a pretty lengthy process to do so. So in the middle of a firefight, you're not going to get those reses off in the in the middle of a firefight unless you, you duck for cover in certain areas to do it. Then we're also getting the Tower of Sisyphus, which is just one of those like unending deep dungeon type things, right? Where you just keep going. It's the game's endless mode that gets harder and harder and harder. I think it's cool. If you've played the game, here's more, and it's free, and it's later this month. Look at that. Single-player games, selling lots of copies, giving out some uh, DLC on top of it to then attract some more people back to it and get some friends to buy a copy to jump in with you. Chocobo GP, you didn't need to be a mobile game. You didn't need to be a mobile game. Can you tell I'm bitter? Am I bitter? I'm a little bitter. I'm a little, little bit. A little bit. And then Square Enix, uh, we won't talk a ton about these, but the Diofield Chronicle and Valkyrie Elysium were both announced. Elysium will be on PS4 and 5 in 2022. I'll just give you guys a chance. Jason, did you uh, particularly find either of these titles to be something you'd be interested in? One seeming more like a uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses type game, and then the other one continuing in the uh, Valkyrie profile vein uh, or IP of games. 
So I think the reason I don't usually like Gundam or other like fighting robot games is always about these 18-year-old kids who have to save the world. And they're the only ones, apparently, <laughs> who can do it. So that's why I love the Diofield Chronicles. I'm just like, whatever. Just another, we're the good guys. We're noble and bright and young and happy and virile and whatever. So, yeah, moving on from that. I liked Valkyrie Elysium a little better. I liked the character better. They focused on the one character, and she looked cooler. So. Do you ever play, like, Valkyrie Profile or anything back on the no. PS1? No? Okay. No. So you you don't have any of that nostalgia that they're they're capitalizing yeah, on. Here. I, don't have, I don't have a you whole know, lot of like the nostalgia that Square Enix capitalized on with Chocobo GP. Um, <laughs> At least I know what a Chocobo is. <laughs> Yod, either of these up your alley? Uh, we do have I think Valkyrie Chronicles over on the shelf over there. So that Valkyrie Elysium did look neat, and like you guys said on uh, Relic Grind, it does look like they they're changing it up a little bit on how it plays so just to make sure we get everything right here for everybody in case they don't know valkyrie chronicles is an entirely different series by an entirely oh, different sorry. company wrong, <laughs> wrong game right? yeah yeah profile. Yeah. Valkyrie yeah, yeah, profile. yeah 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 we got that one on the shelf too i was staring at the wrong game sorry my bad no problem just didn't want anybody <laughs> confused <laughs> right 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 valkyrie profile yes yeah so that that is interesting um we were the wife and I were both looking at that. Oh, maybe we can check that out. Um, Diofield Diofield Dio Chronicles. Diofield Chronicles. The way their maps were moving around and stuff like that and set up reminded me a lot of uh, um, Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, except it it's was... and it is the gameplay does look to be that that type of right. tactical gameplay, and, and... but it's not grid based. It is no. more real time. Yeah, it's uh, actiony. but the way the yeah. map is built, where yeah. you, it oh, looks 100%. like you can turn it, and the uh, the 2D art reminded me of the artist that did uh, Tactics as well. So that one's kind of interesting to me. I, I kind of want to jump into that one. Well, that uh, is the state of play. Thumbs up, thumbs down, Jason. Like, Did you think this one was better than previous ones? Was there enough there that you liked, uh, or was it just meh? They could have done this via a press release. I like watching trailers, so thumbs up. Thumbs up? Yeah, all right. Yod? Same, yeah. It's a bunch of trailers. There was, you know, no no person interrupting. There was no, like, they weren't yeah. trying to make it like an awards show or an event or anything. It was just, here's a bunch of trailers. This is what's going on. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I like this one too. Uh, I know Wilfredo over on MMO Bomb was, uh, was pretty disappointed with it. Thought it could have just been a press release and stuff. But, I, I mean, it didn't blow me away, but I didn't sit there going, come on. Come on. Yeah. And they showed some things right. that I'm interested in. So, you know, what more can you ask for? They're, hey, they're learning. They're learning they how to definitely do this. Are. Every company they is. They definitely are. And now they have an extra six minutes because they don't have to keep showing Deathloop. But they'll need to keep uh, Forspoken on the, on the loop now for the next six months. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I feel uh, like I, I, did, I actually thought of Deathloop when I saw the trailer. And I was like, wow, we've been seeing this game a lot lately. I like it, but man. Is it better what, for or spoken? worse than seeing so yeah, for much? Spoken. But is it better or worse than, than seeing so much Deathloop? I, I like it better, I think. <laughs> it's not it's not revolving around but one gimmick, it looks like. <laughs> like they have more than one thing one thing to say about the game. I don't know. So I can up, see that. Update to something we talked about last week when we were uh, laughing at WWE two K twenty and wishing two K twenty two better. Uh, it looks like, I mean, it just came out, uh, what, yesterday, so it's, mm -hmm. the reviews are still coming in, but so far, so good. 
Like, it, you know, it's not banging it out of the park with tens or anything, but it seems to be on most platforms with both critics and players sitting around that 7.8, 7.9, 8 mark, which is a substantial improvement <laughs> yeah. uh, over what Ukes did and um, the team well, over I... at uh, Visual Concepts had to finish like two it months got like an eight. Launch. It got like an eight. The previous one got like an eight or nine out of 100. <laughs> out of 100. <laughs> uh, so Visual 2K and Visual Concepts taking the year off seems to be paying off. I have seen some comp complaints, though, that because they took that year off, um, but they were, you know, from releasing, but were doing development, that the roster might be a little bit behind uh, real time. So some, you know, minor gripes and stuff there. People liking some of the new control scheme stuff, particularly the kick out being a little bit easier. So, all right, way to go. But, Jason, it might not be enough. Because depending on how this game does, it's rumored that if it don't do what WWE wants it to do, 2K is out. You got your shot. Mm -hmm. We gave you the year off. We know that the first, the 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 last year, uh, 2K20 wasn't necessarily your fault. You had two months to kind of finish off what Ukes had started. You get one shot, and if it doesn't work out. They may move this over to EA. Yeah, I mean, you would hate to have this game be developed by a company that makes sports games but that are overloaded with microtransactions, <laughs> like two NBA 2K. Mm -hmm. That series has just been shit on from for years now for all the crap that it throws in there for a full sixty dollar game. So it's not like EA is really we think of EA as the big bad guy in terms of this sort of thing, but it's not really going to be that much different. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that big of a of a deal, uh, and it might even be a benefit, right? I mean, they do the UFC stuff. The EA does mm -hmm. the US, and those are generally well received by UFC sure. fans every year. Uh, they're used to. You could argue, yeah, that they're more used to an annual release cycle because they do Madden, they do NHL, they do UFC, they do. Well, but FIFA. again, the NBA. I mean, they, right? You know, yeah, two yeah. K well, does that, so. Yeah. But EA's got a whole catalog of those. So, sure. I mean, to Jason, your point, maybe it's not a bad thing, but maybe it also makes it a little more bland, right? Because who, who are you going to give it to next, right? You know, do, do they keep taking chances to make things better? We've seen Madden basically be the same game for the last 10 years now. Yeah, it, it could just uh, be DLCs. stop taking chances to make things better or experiment when you're not feeling the pressure. You just took it off 2K. You just took it off Ukes. Nobody else does this shit anymore. Who, you, If you don't like ours, well, you know what? Who are you going to take it to? Uh, we're just going to play it I there's an AEW video game in the works. I would not be surprised. Yeah, I would not be yeah. surprised. So that would sort of be what they... Hey, what's going on with Overwatch, Jason? There's a Overwatch 2 beta coming up. Yeah, you can sign up right now on the Overwatch site. Uh, so I can go check out that new PvE stuff that wasn't in the first one that I really wanted to be there. That's cool. Uh, well, it's, a, it's an Overwatch 2 PvP beta. Because, wait a minute. Uh, wait. Yeah. But, but I thought the big thing was the PvE. Yeah, we got to make sure shit works first, though, for the Overwatch League. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Uh, that's coming up. Yeah, that starts yeah. up in a couple months, and the league—they just announced a schedule this last, just yesterday, in fact. So, 
yeah, they're 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 moving forward on this, or they're trying to get it actually, actually put it in a position that's actually going to be uh, playable by the time that the league starts up in two months, and hopefully without too many bugs or too many disasters or whatever. So, <laughs> hey, what was I? I didn't really catch the whole thing there. What was everybody getting all pissed off at Blizz for with that announcement? Was it just that they hadn't heard anything in forever, and they didn't like the, and then all of a sudden a beta, or they didn't like the idea that PvP and PvE were being split for the beta? Like, what was all the backlash against the communication? Probably that they weren't, they hadn't been, hadn't been for a while, and also that um, it was difficult to get into the beta for the first few, you know, first few hours, try to get into the site to actually sign up for. It. So there was a lot of, you know, people are, uh, if I can't get it instant, no, I'm not going to get in, so I got to have it now. Well, I mean, so. I saw tweeted apologies for their communication, and I was like, where did that come from? Well, that was from, yeah, from the guy, because it had been like, probably it was like around, I think, the middle part of the last season was the last time we heard anything about Overwatch 2. So like July or August is the last time we got like pretty much any sort of news. Yeah, and the news it was uh, it ain't happening this year, folks. No, no, we got like the show <laughs> match. We got like the matches of uh, we got to see uh, some of the pros play some matches. Oh, so gotcha. that was kind of that was kind of neat. But otherwise, yeah, actually, actually, that was around the end of the season. Yeah, it was before the, the the full playoffs, I think. So like September, October, something like that. It has been a few months. But yeah, they were all over themselves as a game director and also Mikey Abar saying, "We know we're sorry. We haven't communicated enough." And, uh, but we're going to do better in the future, which I swear I've heard Blizzard say like 15 times about World of Warcraft. We're going to communicate better this time. We swear. We mean it. Uh-huh. And then they go away for like six months. Repeat the cycle. Yeah, we're going to have <laughs> um, World of Warcraft expansion uh, announcement next month. So What? I'm sure we'll cover it on here because we don't do Snowbound anymore. But, so. but, but, but they haven't said anything about anything. In yeah, quite a while. They had that thing where they talked about all the future of Warcraft and all the stuff they're going to do. So, Yep, getting a mobile game and then uh, uh, announcement on an expansion next month. I think the Hearthstone uh, expansion announcement is this coming week, right? Yeah, something like that. Something whatever. like that. Wow. <laughs> Head on over wow. to MMOBomb.com. It'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Jason will put it there. Just go read it. Guys, yeah. they're opening a Super Nintendo world in the U.S. We don't have to go to Japan anymore. They yeah. are. Yeah. Yes. Yes! It's going to open in 2023 and in Universal Studios Hollywood, so out in L.A. Uh, Opened the first Universal Studios Japan in 2021. Remember, we did a story about somebody almost getting killed by a mushroom uh, falling off of one of the buildings slash rides. But hopefully they've they've fixed that whole mushroom problem (laughs) as Universal Studios Hollywood bringing a Super Nintendo world uh, in 2023, I'm and actually will be able to go to a, a, a theme park without worrying about catching diseases. Yeah, I, maybe. I do, I, I do wonder if they are gonna eventually move it to the Orlando one as well, because right now the Orlando one is just taking up space with their rights on the Marvel characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of space. And and they they haven't updated it in like 20 years. So, will they eventually let that go because Disney started doing their Marvel campuses and change it over to a Super Nintendo World for Orlando as well? That'd be a great place to do it. 
Not going to lie, I felt eight years old reading this announcement. I was like, mm -hmm. I am so going. And yes, I will stream it like we did when we were in Disney, 100%. I'd have done, like done this when I was like 28 years old. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no. So I, I said I, I was reading it like I, I was 28. I said I felt like I was eight. <laughs> I felt well, like yeah. I was eight. Uh, also, yay. Gamescom 2022 will be in person. They will have an online hybrid portion, but and they will have you know some additional protocols, wider line queues, stuff like that. But seems like we're getting back into a little more interactive stuff. Hopefully, Russia and Ukraine will be done uh, by then. <laughs> like, if we could just get Russia to go back home, that'd be great. Right. You know, Germany a little bit close. You know, not right on the border, but a little bit close to the action there. So let's hope that, uh, the, that this stuff finishes here soon and everybody in actually, Ukraine is safe, obviously. Go ahead, Jason. Actually, speak of conventions and getting back to them. There, check out that tweet I just posted. Uh, PAX East requires full COVID-19 vaccination to attend the show. If you need help figuring out the best time to get a vax for PAX, eh, nice hashtag, <laughs> Here's a cheat nice. sheet, and then they uh, yeah. tell you get your first one by March 10th, second one by so, yeah. the 17th, and then the last one by April 7th. So COVID-19 so, vax required to attend the show. I don't believe that's the case at Gamescom yet, at least in all the protocol that they have revealed yet. Right. Don't they also? Didn't I also see something about the uh, the online portion of it also had some interactivity? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's like games and stuff yeah. you can play. That, you that have to be, be vaccinated to watch the online portion. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Your monitor that, that's, does not want yes. the Rona. Yes. Does not want the but Rona. That, that's uh, uh, To me, that, that seems like a great way to do the online portion where you can interact with your fans more and they can actually do stuff to earn things. You know? Uh, well, we've t kind of talked about like, you know, the the whole idea of conventions kind of on the video game front in particular uh just being like remote shows anyway just like right. why and, and why like, do these in person anymore right and like you know, but if you have like things you can earn for like say some game companies will i don't know give you skins for their games or whatever if you do certain things while you're watching the event so they know you're interacting and watching their event it'd be something say E3 could do to survive. Yeah. <laughs> or at least just be thought. somewhat relevant. Somewhat yeah, relevant. Just, just a thought, you know. It just popped in my head while I was reading the article. Since, uh, you know, E3 is what? All you, digital this year again? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. No? No? No. Nah. no? Do we care? Nah, not really, I guess. <laughs> I, I know they're either. having it. That's all. Yeah. Uh, hey, happening. just also want to not a ton to talk about on this front because this is a, a lot of this stuff is kind of court sealed at the moment. Uh, but it is important that you know we cover this stuff for all companies. Um, Sony right now being accused of sexism, harassment, a number of uh, the same stuff we've seen. Ubisoft, Riot, Activision, Blizzard accused of. It's originally started as a three-person court case. Eight new women have joined, uh, adding allegations to this case as well. Sony saying no merit to it. You know, lots of accusations about being passed up for promotion, ideas not being taken seriously, harassment, the stuff that we keep reporting on in other companies. 
accusations leveled at Sony on that front too. Again, not a lot for us to really talk about at the moment, but as that continues to evolve, we will of course bring it to the show. It uh, doesn't matter what company you are or how big you are. If you're doing this shit, you're gonna be called out uh, when it comes to what we talk about here. So Sony, add them to the shit list, at least having accusations right now. Whether those accusations turn into provable things in court, we shall see, we'll keep watching it. I just have one question for you, gentlemen. I am excited about Dead Space coming out <laughs> in 2023. I did like in their live stream, they showed off the new Alive system, which stands for Adrenaline Limbic System Response Intelligent Dialogue Vitals and Exertions. I thought it was very neat. They're having voiceover recorded in three different fashions so that even the character's voice and reaction while saying lines depends on their circumstance, their health, whether they're out of breath, whether they've been taking a beating for a little while. I do like this approach, but I just got to say, Jason, what if that AI starts learning? What if that AI starts learning? I don't think it's learning that. But all it's doing is looking at your numbers and seeing if you do the do whichever yeah, voice line. You that's do. what's. Yeah, I'm not. That's, it's not AI. That's it's, what it's Sky. Just, that's even I could code this. That's what Skynet would want you to believe. Let's go do games of the week. <laughs> Games of the Week is the way we end every episode of Gaming Gumbo here on Saturdays. It's where each of the three of us recommends a game for you to check out. It can be a game we're playing right now, played in the past, haven't played yet, tabletop, card game, video game, doesn't matter. And you give us the answer on who gave the best recommendation. I'm going to go first today, and I'm going to recommend a, a Super Castlevania 4 randomizer that I'm going to be starting to mess around with. Might do some on streams. Torchwick and I were watching some uh, AGDQ, and uh, it looked like a lot of fun. I want to try it out. You should, too. Go ahead, Jason. Well, since we, you, know, you got me going on the nostalgia trip earlier today, I'm going to go with Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind. Aww. Which, uh, like I said, it's still my favorite game from from all time, and I forgot to mention too, just the soundtrack too, which I still listen to occasionally. I'll find like the soundtrack on YouTube or something like that, and just listen to that randomly throughout the day. Just loving the music from that. And but if you do play, don't play a Magic user. The Magic system is really kind of crap in in Morrowind. You can but, get you know, it on Steam, right? Can you get? Yeah, Morrowind yeah, that's on Steam. Yeah, the complete edition, Steam, whatever. Yeah. yeah, you can get it. But yeah, don't play a Magic user. No. <laughs> what do you got, Yod? I found a game on Game Pass called Mighty Goose, where you play what looks like a goose in cybernetic or armored gear. He goes into tanks, he goes into fighters, and it's a side-scrolling shoot-em-up. So I'm guessing peace is never an option. No. Never. Not with the goose. Ever. (laughs) I know my daughter and my wife saw on Game Pass Paparazzi. And they want to. Yeah, I saw that too. Right? Looks yeah. like some yeah. we're taking pictures of dogs or something. I don't know. Mm, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, chat, don't go anywhere. Right after the show today, we've got Torchwick back at it. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? Sit sit up. You you fell falling out of your shot a little bit there. There we go. There we go. What are you playing? Right. You took last week off. Yeah, what? we're we're still Majora's Mask though. Uh, oh. Believe it or not, I don't play the games when I'm not streaming them. I feel that'd be rude. So, yeah, we didn't... Even though I took last week off, we're still playing Majora's Mask. Can you beat it today, or are you still too far away? 
I probably could beat it today, but I do want to do some of the side quests, so I'm probably not going to beat it today. Ah, all right. Well, chat, give us a few minutes after the show here to switch everything over. Torchwick will be live with Zelda Majora's Mask. Will, of course, be live next Thursday with the Relic Grind at 7 p.m. and next Saturday at 7 p.m. here for Gaming Gumbo, our weekly gaming wrap-up show. Until then, Yod, where can everybody find you? Uh, Yod Artworks on Twitter. Yod Artworks on Facebook. And right here on Gaming Gumbo. Jason. You can find me on Twitter at Winter Informal and streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, so we'll tweet at you every time we go live with a podcast or volunteer streamer. Until next time, stay safe. See you on the servers. Ooh.